Support for this podcast comes from Outdoor Supply Hardware, inviting listeners to OSHA's big anniversary sale celebration, May 20th through the 26th, featuring daily deals, $15,000 in giveaways, 20% off store-wide on Saturday and Sunday, and a lot more. Learn more at OSH.com. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment, and if you love what you're hearing... And I know you love what you're hearing. Please consider becoming a KQED member. Get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Madi Bolaños in San Francisco. State officials are preparing for major flooding as the snowpack begins to melt. KQED's Ezra David Romero reports. Statewide, the snowpack is at 249% of the average for this time of year. When all that snow melts, the water will inundate rivers, reservoirs, and levees. The big question is how fast that will happen. State climatologist Michael Anderson. There's a lot of snow out there, but there is a very active group working and looking at the situation and exercising as many options as possible to mitigate the hazard. That includes options like emergency levy repairs and flood modeling. State leaders say it's too early to predict exactly where it will flood. But the southern Sierra Nevada snowpack in particular is 320% of normal, potentially putting communities near Visalia and Bakersfield at risk when it melts. For the California Report, I'm Ezra David Romero. It's been three months since major flooding inundated the town of Planada in Merced County. Still, residents of this unincorporated community are struggling to stay afloat. I met up with Rafael Andrade to learn more about what life after the floods look like. The Quality Inn sits on the east side of Highway 99 in Merced. It's the second hotel Andrade and his wife have stayed in since they were displaced by the floods in late January. The first hotel was too expensive, he says. Now they're spending their third week here. Before that, they were staying at the Felix Torres Migrant Center with other families who couldn't return to their homes after the flooding. The center is run by the U.S. Department of Agriculture and is used to house migrant farm workers. So in March, they were told they'd have to leave. Those that didn't have homes to return to were moved to hotels paid for by the county. And at the time, Andrade thought he'd be able to move back home. At the last second, his landlord changed his mind, he says. He told Andrade that he planned to sell the house. When Andrade explained that to the county, they told him it was too late. They offered to pay for five nights in a hotel, and after that, it was up to him to pay out of pocket. Zarai Ramirez is with the Leadership Council for Justice and Accountability, a community organization that's been working with families displaced by the flooding. 
She says Andrade and his wife are one of 25 families from Planada who are still displaced because of the flooding. A lot of residents have come to us and talked about all these existing service gaps that are happening with these um, agencies currently present and offering like support. Um, some folks have not gotten approved and are being told by FEMA, oh, you know, just keep reappealing your case. Andrade says it's hard to deal with the bureaucracy on top of everything else. But FEMA has given him $2,000 to help with housing in the meantime. Still, he says they've looked everywhere, but most places are asking for about $4,000 to move in to cover security deposit, first and last month's rent. That's why Andrade and other families are asking the county to put an eviction moratorium in place. It would prevent no-fault evictions like Andrade's. Rodrigo Espinoza is the Merced County Supervisor for District 1, which encompasses Planada. You know, this is not a one- or two-month thing. It's going to be six months where most people will need uh, somewhere. You know, especially at these times with so much rain, uh, people were not working. He says in March he submitted a request to discuss an eviction moratorium at the county supervisor's meeting. But the board still hasn't scheduled a time to discuss it. Meanwhile, the city of Merced passed an eviction moratorium last week in response to the flooding damage there. Back at the hotel, Andrade says he's not sure how long they'll be able to afford living there. Yeah, cuando se me acabe el dinero, la única opción que tengo es dormir en los carros. Pero dónde vamos a parquear los carros para dormir? Nos va a llegar el policía, nos va a dar un ticket, nos va a correr de ahí. When the money runs out, he says they'll likely have to sleep in their cars. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as like the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. Many communities across California are either worried about flooding from the state's historic snowpack or still cleaning up from previous storms. But the massive amount of water will provide one significant benefit for the state, the ability to produce more hydroelectric power. Jeffrey Mount is a senior fellow with the Public Policy Institute of California's Water Policy Center. This is a good year for hydropower generation in California, and it'll probably hit about our peak capacity, which I think is about 21% of our current energy use. 
Hydropower is especially important for California's vulnerable electric grid, which has faced the possibility of rolling blackouts during heat waves in recent years. Mount says hydroelectric power is also a more flexible source of energy, particularly when solar and wind power drop off. The Biden administration is considering major water cuts for western states, including California, which rely on water supplies from the Colorado River. One option bases these cuts on the existing priority system for water rights. That would mean smaller cuts for areas like California's Imperial Valley that uses the single largest share of Colorado River water. The other would involve equal cuts across the board for all water users. California receives the largest share of water from the river that's been critically depleted for more than 20 years of drought. And that's the California Report for Wednesday, April 12th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm Mari Bolaños. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Support for the California Report comes from the California Healthcare Foundation. Listening to Black Californians, a new study on how the healthcare system undermines their pursuit of good health. On the web at chcf.org lbca. Paint Care. Now with more than 850 drop-off sites in California where households and businesses can recycle their leftover paint. More at paintcare.org. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes 11th Hour Racing, working to connect sustainability with sport to help restore ocean health, on the web at 11thHourRacing.org. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out The Bay Curious Book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on The Bay Curious Podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get The Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find the link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support.